Hi, everyone. This is Sambol Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor, and this is our podcast, Women Are Here. Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Made it. Made oh, and it. happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yesterday was a really fun day. Um, it was it was great. I think it was one of the top top birthdays. Really? At, yeah, I got to, I mean, yeah, I got to celebrate with a lot of friends and, um, you know, it was great. It's just so nice after the past couple of years to like celebrate with people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. So um, I'm glad you had a nice birthday. Yeah. Thank you for all the presents. I mean, you're such a baby. (laughs) I like, (laughs) I like yesterday when we were doing cake, you were like, Oh, I don't even want to tell anyone how old I am. Like looking around the room, I'm like, "Mm, I think you're the youngest person here, but okay. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Well, this week was nice. I also found a new show that I highly recommend and I think you'd enjoy it. It's called Abbott Elementary. I have been watching. You've been watching? Yes. Jasmine, I love it. It's so funny. It's so funny. I love the principal the most. She's like, she's like a famous comedian, I think. I think so. She's she's the best. Like the best. Like I just I want I yeah. So I'm like on the last episode. So yeah. So for our listeners, Abbott Elementary, it's on actual network television, which is wild. There's like commercials, and it only comes out once a week. But here we are. Um, It's about a, a young teacher, like first year teacher, in this school in Philadelphia. And um, she's very like naive and sweet. And then she's got like this sort of older teacher that she like wants to like love her, <laughs> right? Like she, she wants this older teacher to like be her best friend. And the, the older teacher is just, she's hilarious too. She's so funny. Um, she's very old school. And then there's like a, a woman, another teacher that's like from, from like Philly. She's hysterical. She's like Italian. She knows all this like, old school Philly stuff. Anyway, it's so good. Watch it. Watch it. I mean, you have to figure out when it's on. <laughs> and But if you have Hulu and I have my friends, 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 Hulu, um, <laughs> it, it does come on Hulu. I think there's a, what, four or five episodes out right now. There's seven. Oh, really? Oh, I have to, I'm not caught up. I don't think you have to catch up. Yeah. The last episode I, I saw, they were using like new technology to, to teach the kids to read. And the, yes. older, and the older teacher just like faked all of her data because she couldn't figure out the iPad. And, and then she, she did so well with her fake data that they like called this audit, called this whole school auditorium where they had the kid, one of the kids read who like can't read. Anyways, it's a great show. Watch it folks. Watch it, watch it. All right, so let's get into this because uh, it's Friday and we have, everyone has things to do. Um, so we'll do a quick COVID update and then we'll get into some of the meetings that happened this week. So for the week ending Saturday, February 5th, there were 435 new confirmed Cambridge cases, which is a seven day average of 49.4 confirmed cases per 100,000 residents, which is an 83% drop from that January 8th peak. So because our trends are looking so good, I mean, they're mirroring, mirroring state trends as well. The Cambridge Public Health Department is hopeful that Cambridge will move from that CDC's high transmission risk category to a low risk category within the next three to four weeks. Um, our public health department and state partners are closely monitoring the Omicron 
subvariant called BA2, which so far is not causing surges in the United States. Um, we did hear a pretty extensive COVID update on Monday night with our new chief of public health, Derek Neal. Um, and one of the things they said they were doing was they're piloting a new program called Operation Chicken Soup, which is a project to deliver educational materials and supplies to COVID positive residents in the North Cambridge and Port neighborhoods. So that Cambridge Community Corps, which started out just handing out masks and information and um, squares, they've really like morphed over the past couple of years to just kind of do whatever needs to be done around COVID. So the CCC members will hand out uh, hand deliver those packages and to protect the confidentiality and make sure that those resources get to more impacted residents those same packets will be delivered to neighbors on you know a whole floor or a building or a block just to make sure that people aren't don't feel like they're being singled out but they will be rapid tests high quality masks included in there and i did ask on monday night whether or not the city was partnering with ceoc who is doing food deliveries for food insecure covid positive residents and have been for a while um, they deliver diapers, they deliver formula, they deliver, um, you know, sanitizing supplies, masks, but now they'll be delivering rapid tests alongside um, all of those other items in partnership with the city, which is great. I think it's a really amazing service. So Operation Chicken Soup has kicked off, people. It has, it has. We're also continuing doing testing. We have a new site coming on tomorrow, uh, and it's going to continue on Saturday the 19th, the 26th, and then March 5th. And uh, it will be at the Christian Life Center owned and operated by St. Paul AME Church located at 85 Bishop Allen Drive. So testing on these Saturday dates will be from 11 to three and COVID vaccines and booster doses will be offered at this testing site. So I'm glad this is back right in the heart of Central Square, um, a site that you and I have frequented. So I'm glad uh, that's happening. Yeah, I mean, it's so central to so many, um, so many of our residents and, you know, so many people can just walk there. I think that was part of the problem with like the Cambridge side is that, you know, if you didn't have a car, even when it was walk up, it's just, a, it's a hard place to get to if you don't live in East Cambridge. Right. Um, so speaking of COVID-19 vaccinations, as of February 1st, 92% of Cambridge residents had received at least one dose of vaccine and 75% of residents were fully vaccinated and 45% of residents have received a booster dose, um, which, you know, those numbers for a, um, a city the size of ours it, are really good. Um, and they, Monday night, they broke down some of the um, ethnic data around and racial data around, um, you know, which percentages of, um, you know, our, our Black residents or our Hispanic residents or Asian residents, and they're pretty high, you know, it's, I, I would encourage people to take a look at that because I was encouraged by those numbers. But we are continuing to hold uh, vaccine and booster clinics. So on Mondays and Thursdays, the at Cambridge side, that clinic offers Pfizer and Moderna vaccine and boosters. We also will be doing um, vaccines and boosters at St. Paul AME testing site, um, that same one we were just talking about on Bishop Island Drive on Saturday, February 12th, 19th, 26th, and March 5th. And the Cambridge Public Health Department is hosting a COVID-19 vaccine clinic for like just five and older who live and work in Cambridge on Wednesday, that's this Wednesday, February 16th, and March 9th from 3 to 6 p.m. at Reservoir Church uh, at 170 Ridge Avenue. That clinic will offer first, second, and booster doses of Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. So medical staff is always on, um, on call there. 
to speak to anybody who has vaccine questions or concerns. You can make those appointments right online, uh, but walk-ins walk are also always welcome. Great. Lots and of opportunities to get your, yeah. your vaccine or your booster shot over the next couple of weeks. So, so get it done, friends. Please, please. So we also have some news on the distribution, distribution of rapid test kits and KF94 masks from Saturday, February 5th to Thursday, February 10th, the city uh, gave out more than 10,000 test kits and 20,000 high quality KF94 masks via the pickup sites at the main library. I went by there Saturday to say hi to the team doing that. Um, we also had them at city hall and then the neighborhood fire stations to people who live or work in Cambridge. The supply has been exhausted, so it ended yesterday, and there were additional text kits and masks given to the public health department and our nonprofit and community partners to distribute, distribute directly to those in need of those supplies to keep themselves and their families safe. I did see the, um, the police cadet who was giving out the uh, test kits and the masks all week at City Hall. It was a pretty steady stream of people in and out of City Hall, um, so I don't know how well the other sites did. I know I walked by the Inman Square fire station yesterday and it didn't seem to be um, too busy, but uh, hopefully people who needed rapid tests and those high quality masks were able to get them uh, this week through that program. So, and thanks to your office, I think you have, you um, have some as well or had some. Yeah, yeah, we've been helping getting those out, so. So um, there are, we had a couple of, uh, meetings this past week. We, of course, had our Monday night meeting, which it feels like a, not a lot of things happened at, um, but we did have a meeting, a, a roundtable with the school committee on the school budget on Tuesday night, which is our annual meeting where we kind of uh, get the presentation from the school superintendent and get to ask some questions around, you know, what is going to be the priorities in the, in the upcoming budget. Um, as usual, I made a, a pretty big, um, you know, I, one of the things I really am concerned about here in the city is our lack of um, investment into our technical arts program at the high school. Uh, RISTA has been, I think, underfunded for a long time. And uh, the school department is supposed to be going through a, um, a comprehensive review of our technical arts program this year. And also at the same time, uh, the executive director of the Technical Arts High School has um, announced that he will retire at the end of the school year. So I think there's some opportunities there to really think about what, um, you know, what is a technical arts experience uh, in 2022 and beyond and how we're serving our young people, both young people who want to take some classes at RISTA and then young people who want a, a you know, a less of a traditional high school experience, you know, we want to go into the trades, want to go into, um, you know, nursing or uh, you know any of the number culinary arts, any of the other programs that we have at our technical arts high school. But I wanted to make sure that there was some significant funding to back up you know this new executive director and any programs or staff that this person will wanna hire, but also to really respond to this comprehensive review and what might come out of it and some recommendations. So um, that was one of the things I, you know, I think in years past, that's the thing that I've, I've talked about the most and I'd rather to get up again on, um, on Tuesday. So we'll see, I guess, what happens with that. Um, you know more about the budget hearings. I think there's a couple of them this weekend for parents and caregivers and stakeholders. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, anyone wants to participate, they are happening tomorrow. There's 
one session at 10 and there's going to be one session at 11 and this is they're all virtual um, and if you go to um, our main website page um, there will be there's a link to register for those two meetings tomorrow on zoom and you can sign up for public comment and talk about your priorities in the in the budget yeah basically there's a good there's a brief overview of like the budget and then there's small little breakout groups and guiding questions for folks to talk about, you know, what they'd like to see and um, so forth. So we've had a number of them already. And these are, uh, these are the, I think the last ones. Uh, we also had a budget survey that it closes today, but we've had, we've had, I think over 200 um, surveys filled out. So hopefully we can get more. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. Okay, so um, we do not have a meeting this Monday night because we are having a city council roundtable on one of my favorite topics and one of yours as well, universal pre-K and um, what are the next steps to uh, for us as a city to, to move forward with universal pre-K. Uh, we had a meeting, I want to say in December of 2019 was our last roundtable where we talked about um, moving forward with a hybrid model, which means, you know, some, there would be some scholarships for students to be sent to high quality uh, pre-K. There would be, um, you know, classrooms that we would be opening. Uh, a, a mixed delivery system is, is what I'm remembering, but we haven't had a conversation since then because of COVID. So this is our first real conversation about universal pre-K. Um, we're going to be hearing from Lisa, who is um, now the new birth to third partnership executive director who has been tasked with, you know, thinking about universal pre-K and, and collaborating with, with Cambridge Public Schools and Department of Human Services. So I, I really look forward to, you know, Monday night hearing from DHSP and Lisa and the superintendent about um, what the next steps are and, and how we can move forward on this. I think, you know, during the election, when we did all that door knocking, you know, there was a definitely a few themes that came up and one of them was around universal pre-k and the fact that in a city like Cambridge um, we should be providing high quality pre-k instruction for all of our young people and just making sure that we're leveling that playing field before kids go um, into our public schools make sure everybody has a high quality pre-k experience you know it, it's long overdue um, and I think there are some funding mechanisms that we can use but Again, I, I keep saying, I feel like I keep saying this, but like over COVID, we really, I think we really saw what we need to do to, to ensure that we have greater equity in the city. And this is one of them. Um, you know, childcare is infrastructure. We saw so many women leaving the workplace, um, predominantly women leaving the workplace to care for their children over the time of COVID when schools weren't open. And um, really thinking about how childcare, pre-K, it's infrastructure. And in, in order for us to, to have an equitable city, we really need to think about how we're we're moving forward with universal pre-k so that's monday night i think 5 30. it's yes it's at 5 30 it's 7 30 and i'm glad we can we've been working on scheduling this for a while now so i'm glad it's happening and uh there'll be i'm looking for the next steps on that so we don't have a meeting for two weeks right because yeah this Monday is the roundtable, and then the following week is school vacation week. So the next regularly scheduled city council meeting is on February 28th, which 
it's just so wild that February is going to be over <laughs> a couple of weeks. We, um, we, um, yeah, we're, it's president's day. So that, that Monday of yeah. school weeks. So I always love that holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so if I can just quickly talk about the city manager search, it is underway and I hope that everybody has been seeing it here, there and everywhere, all the ways to get involved. Um, we, I've certainly spent my entire week, uh, past couple of weeks, uh, making sure that we are getting the information out to as many people as possible. And we could use your help, uh, dear listeners, in making sure that Cambridge residents and stakeholders know about a couple of ways to get involved. Um, one is there's a residence town hall meeting Wednesday night, February 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. where residents and stakeholders can call in. They can tell us what they think they would like to see in the next city manager's challenges or opportunities that this person will um, encounter, as well as ask questions about the process. Um, I'll be chairing the meeting, but Randy Frank uh, and our executive search team will be there also to answer some questions. Uh, I, I'm really excited. We um, just finalized, thanks to your office, just finalized there will be um, real-time translation for four languages, for Spanish, for Cantonese, for Amharic, and for Haitian Creole. We are looking for an, a, an ASL interpreter as well, although we have not been as successful, but we're, we're still looking. Um, but we're, it's our goal to make this as an inclusive as uh, an event as possible. The other way that you can, uh, residents and stakeholders can weigh in on this process. If you can't attend Wednesday night's meeting is you can go on to uh, cambridgecitymanagersearch.com and click that feedback button and let us know. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to see in the next city manager. Tell us what you think their challenges and opportunities are. This is an opportunity for the entirety of Cambridge to really weigh in on a process that, um, you know, we haven't seen in six years. A lot of things have happened since then. And I think people in my experience the past couple of weeks, people really have a lot to say about um, our next city manager. So uh, spread the word, tell the people, but we, um, we've been doing just everything and anything. I just spent the entire uh, morning walking up and down Cambridge Street, going to nail salons, going to hair salons, going to restaurants, um, going to retail locations and putting out postcards and making sure that everybody knows um, that, that these things are happening. I was in Central Square on Monday. Uh, my uh, aide was in Cambridgeport and Harvard Square earlier this week. Uh, I think Councillor Nolan will be in Observatory Hill and Huron Village this weekend. So we're really trying to get the word out there. We've also, you know, had a story in the Chronicle. We've got, uh, I, <laughs> I taped a, a PSA this morning for City View Channel 22 about the, both of those opportunities. We have posters at every library and publicly accessible city building. Uh, the city's social media has been running it constantly. Every city councilor has put it in their newsletter. We sent a flyer home electronically to every Cambridge public school student. Uh, it also went out via the Cambridge Housing Authority to every Section 8 voucher holder, every Cambridge Housing Authority um, resident, and then HRI and Justice Start sent it out to their residents as well. We've asked all the neighborhood associations to share the flyer with the information to their lists. Uh, it's just been, there's been so many ways that we've been trying to get this information out. We're just really trying to reach each and every Cambridge resident. So um, share it if you can with all of your networks as well. And in addition to all this, we're continuing to do focus groups that are also happening with 
uh, you know, it's six to eight people focus groups focused on a variety of areas. So there is a lot of outreach and work and you really want people to participate. So please, please, please participate uh, and join the, the town hall. So more to uh, come. Yes, and thank you to your office for helping with those focus groups or you know, coordinating all of that. I know it's been a lot of work. Those conversations, if people are interested in knowing what um, people said, they're up on the website, um, both the Cambridge City Manager Search.com website, but also the city dedicated website, um, the city manager search, cambridgema.gov slash city manager search. Um, you know, if you're interested in a certain topic, if you're a transportation advocate or a climate advocate and you want to hear what people were saying, um, uh, you know, who were invited to those focus groups. Um, you just click on the link and it'll bring you right to the conversation. You can either listen to the whole conversation. Um, most of them are between an hour and 15 minutes and an hour and a half long. But we also went through and pulled out some highlights of things that we thought, you know, if you only have a few minutes and you want to fly through, um, we pulled out some really salient points. People have been amazing in those, um, in those focus groups and really getting to like some really, people have been sharing some amazing stories, uh, so check those out definitely because we um, we really we put we wanted to make it as inclusive as possible and and be for Cambridge residents to be able to click into those conversations um, and see what people are saying. Absolutely. So two quick updates before we say goodbye to you. We will have a sometimes these road races catch people off guard. There is a road race tomorrow. No, I'm sorry. On Sunday, it's a Super Sunday 5K and a five mile road race to benefit the Race Cancer Foundation. Um, it's gonna start at 10. There's going to be some traffic impacts in the East and Mid Cambridge neighborhoods between 10 and 11. And it starts in Kendall Square. You can see the whole route at racecancer.org, Super Sunday. Um, and then also a quick reminder uh, that our fifth annual Warm Hearts, Warm Feet Soft Drive is underway. And, it's going to end on Monday, Valentine's Day, and we really, really would love all of you listeners to participate. Um, you can drop wool socks off at bins around the city. You can uh, donate um, to Casper uh, online. We also have a, a, a wool socks um, uh, link at Amazon that you can buy directly, and they'll get shipped directly to our to, um, I said my house, <laughs> to City Hall. Um, but yeah, the, the wool sock donation bins are at um, City Hall, uh, Hilton's Tent City, Cambridge side at the TJ Maxx location and our Cambridge Police Department. And there's a lot of local options for getting socks, uh, Teddy Shoes, Cambridge Naturals, Cambridge Clogs, uh, the uh, Andover Shop, David's Shoes. Um, and I posted a picture a video, a boomerang of a, my one of my friend's daughters. She brought her to purchase socks at Hilton's Tent City. So, so please, um, please participate. Donated wool socks should be at least 70% wool to be the most effective shield against inclement weather. Yes, definitely, um, definitely participate. I, I went to gather here yesterday and got some socks. I went to Teddy's Shoes and, and uh, got some socks. It's just so nice to have some of these local retailers really excited about participating in a community event like this. Um, so shop local if you can. 
Um, but definitely participate because our unhoused residents are having a particularly tough year, especially after last weekend with all the snow and um, we're gonna get some more snow this uh, Sunday, apparently. So be generous, um, spread the word and we are grateful. So I think that wraps it up. Yeah, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. I hope people yeah. have a wonderful um, Valentine's Day, Super Bowl Sunday. Like, there's a lot going on this weekend. I hope yeah, we'll be back. Fun. We'll be back um, soon. Next next Friday, maybe. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, everybody, have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for being here. Bye, everyone. Bye.